Guys, welcome back to the Planners Who Profit podcast. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast as much as I have enjoyed producing it for you. It's been amazing. The feedback has been amazing. You guys' excitement has been amazing. And, you know, I just love being able to have this free vehicle to give back to the event planning community. And I hope that you've been enjoying it. All right. Now, if you're new, I want to remind you that the Planners Who Profit podcast is here uh, as your resource, right, for event planners who are looking to build a consistently profitable six-figure event planning business. That's what Planners Who Profit is here for. All of our suite of programs help you to get there, right? And that's what we're talking about on this podcast, where we're uh, talking to experienced event planners who are ready to make more, you know, find more fulfillment in your businesses, right? Now, my name is Faye Shala. I'm your host. I am the creator of the Planners Who Profit program and the owner of Statuesque Events. Um, we are an event planning company that is based in the DC metro area, but we do events all over. We've been producing events for over 12 years. We love uh, doing it. And we have a team of associate planners who also run events on our behalf. It's been an amazing journey. And, you know, Planners Who Profit is my way of giving back to the event planning community, like I said before. Now, today's topic is one that is very near and dear to my heart. It's really, really important. You know, we, we address a lot of the mindset stuff that gets in the way of you building a thriving and profitable business that you love. And today's topic is a really important one, right? Like building event planning packages that you love. I know that it may sound, you know, for some people, it's like, of course, I love being an event planner, right? But do you love all of your packages, right? Do you love all the packages that you sell? And I find that a lot of event planners don't love the packages that you sell. And in some cases, the issue is the way you structure the packages. In some cases, the issue is that you just need to start selling some of the things that you do. But at the end of the day, it is not cute <laughs> to go on the internet and complain about people buying one of your packages, right? A lot of event planners, for instance, will say, oh yeah, we love this client because they fully invested into our full service event planning package, right? And it's like, you don't need to shade your other clients for not getting your full service event planning package. Instead, it's your job to build, make sure that you love each of the packages that you sell. That's pretty much it, right? Make sure you love whatever it is that you sell. Uh, if you choose to sell coordination, full service, white glove, whatever you're selling, you should love it, right? Um, and then when you present your options to your client, help them to understand which is really right for them so that you're happy regardless, right? You should be happy with each of your clients. You should be happy to serve them at the different levels that they have, all right? So we're going to talk about what that looks like to build packages that you love, some common reasons that you may be struggling to love the packages that you have, and what you can do to fix it. All right, so stay tuned. Right after this break, we're going to be getting right into the meat of it. So I hope you're ready. Planners Who Profit Live is our annual event that celebrates event planners of all kinds every single year, and you absolutely cannot afford to miss it. All right, this is the event to come, bring your friend, bring your assistant, bring your associate planner to really immerse yourself in next level thinking, next level strategies, and to get refreshed for your next event season. Visit planners-who-profit-live.com and register to join us for this event. The experience is phenomenal every single year. The community is truly next level and the things that you learn are truly actionable. This is an investment both in yourself and in your business that you can't afford to miss out on, all right? So make sure that you come, bring your team, tell a friend, and we can't wait to see you in person at our very next Planners Who Profit Live. We can't wait to see you there. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, just before the break, I shared that it's important for you to love every single package that you sell. Like, I believe that this is 
fundamental, right? For building a thriving business, building a business that you love, you should love every single one of your packages. And I'm sure that someone out here is like, yeah, I mean, technically I love my packages, but for whatever reason, I just feel like, you know, people buy coordination or they buy partial and I always end up doing full. So it's just like, what's the point, right? If you feel that way, I want you to stay tuned. We're going to address that. All right. There are some common reasons that you find yourself getting here. And there's some common reasons that you're, you're frustrated. And I want to tell you, in most cases, it's actually not the client's fault, right? These are things that you can fix. Like you have the power to fix this in your business. You're the one run, running the show. This is your business, right? So you should be selling things that you love. This is your chance to find freedom and, and focus on your passion. So I'm going to be talking about what you can fix and, and, and pretty much also how you got here, right? Now, so a few challenges that I've seen that have led people to sell packages that you may not fully love <laughs> are here. Number one, Maybe you're just selling packages that you saw on someone else's website, right? Maybe you just saw at some point you were like, you know what? I looked at someone else's website the other day. They were selling full planning, partial planning, and coordination. So I just copied it. And I said, you know what? I should be selling this too. But deep down, you're like, I don't agree with this pricing. The pricing is nervous, you know, makes me nervous. Like, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm really making enough by doing coordination for $500, for instance, but I just copied it from someone else's website. The problem here is that you haven't really owned what you sell. You have to sit down and make sure that you're owning it. Like you're like, this is what we sell. This is what it costs. And I own it and I'm comfortable with it. Right. And this works for me. And I can see how this will work for a client. I can see how a client will see value in this. One of the things that we do um, in our accelerator program in the Planners to Profit Accelerator, the very first thing we do is an audit of your packages, making sure that it's at the right price point, that you have the right things included in each package. So they are actually differentiated from one another. Right. And um, just helping you to be able to articulate the differences. And this is really, really important. Foundational work. And a lot of us are, you know, five years, six years, even 10 years in, and we haven't done this work. And this is why you feel like, oh, well, you know, every single time I get someone for coordination, I end up doing full or doing this. It's because you haven't done this work to really understand the differences between your packages. Because at the end of the day, if you don't understand the differences enough to be able to say, hey, this is the limit of this package in order to do this, this, and this, this is what you would have to pay in addition, or this is what it would look like. If you don't know that, right, and you're the one who's supposed to be leading your client, how is your client going to know, right? You need to be super clear. And super clear isn't just having a list of packages with a bunch of bullet points. Like you should be clear about the limits, the bounds, like what it's going to look like and guide and how to guide the person within each of these packages to get the result that they want. You shouldn't be selling something that's not going to get people to the end result. It gets them to the end result, but with different, um, different things coming from you. You should be super crystal clear on that, right? So that you can have the, the right boundaries. You can, um, you know, alert people when they're, when they're getting close to the bounds um, and all that good stuff. So that's like the first thing which I see. And that's really common. A lot of people are just copying what they learned in some, what, you know, maybe an event planning institute or event wedding institute, you know, and it's information from 20 years ago. And you're just like, okay, this is what they told me. So this is what I'm going to sell, but you don't really understand it, you know? And so you don't understand the differences. So you can't really call out, when something is out of scope until months later and you're and now you're upset that you were, you went out of scope five months later right um if you couldn't call it out when it happened the client probably couldn't either and that's how you ended up where you were all right so so that's one of the things another thing is that i'm finding and i know this may sound weird because a lot of you guys who are listening you're listening because you're like i just need to figure out how to make more money i just need to figure out how to sell more full service event planning or i've never sold full service and i don't know why honestly 
A lot of people are afraid of selling full service. A lot of you are like, oh man, full service is so hard. It's this difficult thing. It's going to take over my life, you know, and, and maybe you've experienced it, right? Maybe you've gone through full service event planning with someone um, and maybe a combination of your own, maybe lack of structures, lack of boundaries, and them maybe being a pushy person um, led you to literally, they they did take over your life, right? And you're like, man, I don't understand. This person paid me $6,000, $8,000. And I just felt like I had no time left in the day. I was just always talking to them, always doing stuff, always following up on things, right? That the problem isn't that full service is this overwhelming thing. You know, one thing that I always talk about is that I was running my business while, an, while, you know, serving as an IT manager, like in a full-time position, right? Which meant that I had evenings and weekends to work on my business. And in some cases, I spent some evenings and some weekends working on deployments because, again, I was in IT. But still, I was able to run a business doing at least 15 weddings and events every year, right? And for in, in while running that business, I was the one leading most of these events. I was the one running the marketing, the sales, all of these things. And I was able to fit all of this in part-time. So if you have one client, <laughs> one full service client, right? Or two, and you feel like I've lost, I have no time left in the day because of that, that's that's something you need to address, right? Like, and 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 that maybe, the, and you being afraid of full planning is valid with the way you're running your business today. But there are some things that you need to change, which we're going to get to in a bit, which is going to help you uh, to, to get around that. And and for some of you, you may not have ever articulated that you're afraid of full full planning, but you are because when you speak to clients, people will come to you and say, "Oh yeah, I'm looking for an event planner," and you find yourself kind of talking up coordination like oh yeah this is probably gonna be better like it's cheaper anyway like you should go this way like you f- you find yourself leaning towards always selling coordination then later on when you look at your books and how much money you made blaming the clients for choosing that even though you led them down that path a lot of times when we um when we audit people's sales process your brochures and your website all of that it's very obvious sometimes if you subconsciously prefer selling coordination. It is so obvious, right? And it's and sometimes obvious. It's obvious to us. It may not be as obvious to you. And you just make it look like the best package that you have, and that's why people keep buying it, right? And a lot of times that's because you're afraid of full planning. You feel like it's going to take over, right? If you end up doing more than five or six or eight. Again, when I talk about when I was part time event planning, the majority of our clients were full. And and some partial, and then maybe a sprinkle of coordination. But most people who came to us wanted full service, and that's what we gave them, right? Even part time. So that's something that you are able to do if you really open your mind to understanding that there's a different way to do business, right? And then go after it, and then learn how to do that. Another thing, <laughs> which is huge, is that a lot of people do not understand the difference between partial and full service. And when I say people, I'm actually not talking about clients. I'm talking about event planners. So if you are selling partial and full and you don't fully understand the difference and you're just like, yeah, partial is kind of like full, except it's just kind of partial, you know, like we're just going to kind of not do as much, but we're going to do everything, but not as much. And of course, people are going to be willing, you know, are going to want to buy that, right? Because it's like, why would I pay more to get the same thing? And that's where you find yourself in a place where most people are buying partial but you're still giving them the same service as if you were, as if it was full because you haven't, you don't have a, you know, clearly articulated differences between the two. And the last thing is that, you know, honestly, I don't believe that there's anything wrong with selling coordination. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. However, don't sell it if you don't like it. Don't have people buying coordination and then you get your salty because they bought it. That should never be the case, right? 
don't sell it if you don't want to buy it. Now, the, you, you do need to structure your coordination, you know, the right way so that you're not overworking while getting underpaid. And that's something that's really important if you ch do choose to sell it. It's also important to know that just because you eliminate coordination from your list of services does not mean that you're going to get someone to buy, right? Someone who really, really wants coordination is just going to buy it from someone else if you don't offer it. So it doesn't mean that oh yeah, I'm just going to eliminate coordination. Then I'm going to have all these full service clients. Um, that's not really the way out. I, I We actually have someone, um, someone who came back and let me know they hired a general business coach versus joining our program, which is okay. That was what they chose to do. Right. And they came back and were like, oh yeah, the advice that I got was that the reason no one's buying full service is that, you know, I have coordination and, you know, people are getting confused. If I eliminate it, it's going to work. And I was like, no, no, it's not. Right. And she came back months later and it's like, I'm still not selling. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, that's not that's not how it works. Right. It's not like, oh, if I just eliminate this, people won't buy. You know, one interesting thing is that we've always had coordination um, on our docket. It's always been, you know, one of the options that we sell and that we, we, we have as an option for event planning and and wedding planning. But it's always also than the package that sold the least, right? So going back to when I said, sometimes we'd have a year with maybe 15 events. Once we did have a year with over 20 events, that was a lot, but we did it, right? I would say in the years where we had maybe 15 to 18 events, generally speaking, we'd have like maybe two coordination clients out of everybody, right? Maybe two coordination, maybe eight or nine full service, and the rest were, uh, were, were partial that generally has always been our breakdown. And so just because it's on the list doesn't mean everybody's going to buy that. So if that's something you're experiencing, that is something that needs to change, right? In your sales process and the way you're presenting things, it's not always that you need to eliminate it. However, if you really hate doing coordination, if you're like, I don't want to do it, I get angry every time I sell it, then stop selling it, <laughs> right? Your options are to either just stop selling it and be willing to let people walk, right? Who only want coordination because you don't even want to do it. Or learn how to, you know, sell higher and, um, you know, coordination packages. That's something that we, you know, we again teach in our program. You know, we have clients who sold coordination for three thousand, four thousand, right? And it's, to be honest, it's it's a great way to make a little extra money, um, especially in the same year, right? Like let's say it's summertime, you book one or two coordination packages before the end of the year. That's an an extra you know, 5,000, 6,000, maybe even seven or $8,000 that you're making this year. And it's pretty quick, right? That's for a month or two of service that you're giving someone. And so if you structure it right, and if you, um, you know, you understand your boundaries, it can be good. But if you absolutely hate it, then just don't sell it, right? That's one of the solutions to how to sell packages that you love is to only sell packages that you actually love. All right. So I hope that this has been helpful in understanding like some common pitfalls. If any of these resonate with you, I want you to hold on because after the break, I'm going to be talking about some solutions, right? Some ways that you can solve some of the challenges that we, we talked about. I'm going to go down the same list that we went into um, and I'm excited to, to get this in your hands um, and, and to get your mind thinking, right? About how to structure your packages that you love and that you're excited to sell every single time. If you're an event planner who does amazing work, I'm talking your family, your friends, and your clients tell you that you do an amazing job and you bring everything across the finish line and plan the most beautiful events. But now you're ready to actually make real money in your business and pay yourself monthly? It's time for you to apply to join the Planners Who Profit Accelerator Program. This six month accelerator program gives you the tools that you need to hit your first $70,000 to $100,000 a year even if you are still working a full-time job. 
Our goal is to help you to build a profitable business so that you can leave your day job on your turn. To learn more about working with us in the Planners Who Profit Accelerator, make sure you visit plannerswhoprofit.com and apply. By the way, if you've already exceeded 100,000 in sales, please go ahead and apply and we'll let you know all the information about joining the Planners Who Profit Mastermind designed to take you to even higher heights. We look forward to seeing you on the inside because life is so much better in the PWP squad. All right, welcome back and it's solution time and I'm really excited about this. All right, so we're gonna be talking about ways that you can better structure your packages to make sure that you love them. All right, so I'm gonna go down the list of most common packages, right? Most people are selling like a full service package, in some cases, a partial package of some sort, and in some cases, a coordination package, right? You may call it something different. You know, some people go with like the diamond, gold, and silver, things like that. Uh, but these are like general buckets to go go into um, of, of weight, you know, of, of, of the types of packages that most event planners are selling, right? So when it comes to full service event planning, like the keys to selling a full service event planning package that you love, number one is to understand how to plan an event starts to finish. If you're like, man, I've ne- it makes me nervous because I've never done it and I'm scared and all of that. If you want to grow in this, if you see, you know, in this profession and you see yourself doing this in 10 years or even in five years, if you see yourself doing high end events and making more money and going full time, you need to learn how to plan events start to finish. You need to learn not just how to just respond to your clients' questions, but to lead them right down the path and letting them know this is what you do first, second, and third. You need to learn how to plan an event start to finish in six months, in nine months, in 12 months, in 18 months. You need to know how what the, those differences are depending on how much time you have. These are things that you need to know. So if you are nervous about selling full service packages and if you're like, I just don't know, your solution is to learn. There's a knowledge gap, right? Like, it, it, and and I mean, it's, it's really just as simple as that because continuing to sit there and continuing to coordinate events is not going to teach you how to plan events start to finish. I want to be honest, like we've worked with people, we know people who have pretty much been coordinating for almost a decade. It is possible to just stay there. And in a decade, you're still going to have the same concern. <laughs> like, oh, I just don't know, right? It's like, at what point are you willing to invest to learn, right? And to get to a place where you can be that professional high-end event planner. You got to learn, right? And, and make the investment to learn. And the investment is not just money. It's also time, right? This isn't a place where you just throw your, your, your money at something. It's, it's your time. It's really opening your heart, opening your mind to being able to learn a different way of doing things. Right. A lot of times, the longer we've been doing things the same way, the hard, sometimes the more unwilling we are to learn a new way of doing things. But if you don't want to learn the new way of doing things, no matter how much you spend or throw money at it, you're still going to be stuck in the same place. You have to be willing to get up and try things in a different way. Right. Which means a learning how to plan events starts to finish and being willing to understand that there are people who will pay for it. People pay for it every day. Like I said, over half of our clients every year have always been full service. We don't we don't get a lot of coordination clients, right? That's not what we attract. And so if you want to get there and you want to be like, man, I want to be making premium on most of my clients. That's, you know, you need to learn how to get there so that you're not nervous and you don't you don't um, kind of convince someone to go with a lower end package. Right. Because you feel like that's what you can handle. So that's one. Number two is you have to understand boundaries. Um, one of the things that we teach in our program as well as we teach 
uh, a lot about boundaries. Boundaries are everything when you're running a service-based business, and especially if you're running an event planning business. You know, the thing about events is that they tend to be emotional. People tend to panic a lot. People tend to get stressed out, you know, and they don't, and, and, you know, A, they need you to be calm, be a calming uh, presence and be able to kind of show them that things are under control. But B, that can cause, if you don't understand boundaries, that can cause you to just overwork while just spinning your wheels. You're really not even getting anywhere. You're just overworking just because, right? And so I think that understanding boundaries and boundaries is not yelling at people because they didn't do what you wanted them to do. Boundaries is not telling people uh, not to do A and B when you haven't informed them before how to do it, right? It's not getting mad that someone uh, texted you instead of emailing you when you never established that you wanted to communicate via email or you have not been maybe emailing them first so that they're just responding to you versus you know them always having to reach out to you for questions right uh so those are some things like you you have to understand boundaries and for the way we teach boundaries is we teach how to enforce boundaries how to set up your structures while rarely having to say no it's not about fighting people it's not about setting the record straight and letting people know that this is not how you do business right because your client's not your enemy right? They're a partner. You're, you're providing them a service and, and you guys are partnering to create this amazing event, right? They're hosting it. You are planning it, right? They're funding it and you're planning it. So they're not your enemy. You just need to know how to communicate what you need, right? And you need to have clear boundaries and boundaries are important when you are doing full service events. Part of boundaries is understanding what you're selling. If your full service is like, oh yeah, any, everything but the kitchen sink, call me anytime, text me anytime, then don't be upset that people expect everything in the kitchen sink and to call you and text you anytime because that's what you told them you were selling, right? So boundaries is being clear about A, what you're selling and then communicating what you expect people to to, to ask you for. Now, partial planning, right? Um, <clears throat> the biggest issue that a lot of people have with partial planning, I, I alluded to it before, but it's you yourself need to understand the difference between your full and your partial. You need to understand what the limits are. You need to understand what's included in full that's not included in partial. You need to understand what's included in both why that's the case, right? And it needs to be on the top of your mind. Because what happens a lot with partial is that people wake up five months later after they've been providing full service to someone and then they're like, well, I don't understand. I'm so upset. I can't believe they made me do this and they made me do that. They didn't make you do anything. Chances are you are the one who presented your full and partial almost the same and who just started giving them that full service, right? Um, and, and they went with it because they're paying you for a service and they don't they don't understand the difference either. So they're going with what you said, right? So you have to be very clear. You have to be very clear. I would say for myself, there was a period in business where I just stopped selling partial because I just didn't understand how to make it work. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But once I figured out how to make it work, we did reintroduce it into the business, right? For a while. And, it, and at that point, I loved this package. Like when I say loving packages equally, absolutely love this package. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that with our full service clients versus partial clients versus coordination clients, there is a big difference in the amount of effort and time that we're putting in, which is the reason we love them all, right? Like if I'm putting in way more time in this, but I'm getting paid more, I'm happy with that. If I'm putting in less time in partial, but I'm getting paid less, I'm okay with that. And if I'm putting way less time, like way, way less time into coordination, because we have solid structures and processes there, way less time into coordination and I'm getting paid less, I'm good with it because either way I'm getting I'm getting paid. Either way I have time back. I have time to watch TV. I have time to travel and I'm getting paid for for my work. And I'm not 
and, and I'm getting paid enough to pay myself a monthly salary, right? One thing that we believe um, is that you should be paying yourself a monthly salary. That does not change every month. Like give yourself a monthly salary and you give yourself a raise every six to 12 months, right? So you you have a, you like serious structures, right? And I'm able to, to, to get that from these three packages. So I was happy with that. I've all, we've always been happy with all of our packages. We don't get upset when people choose something else. And the funny thing is that most people choose our top anyway, but even when they don't, we're happy with that because that means, okay, this is going to be way less effort and we're going to make some quick money and this is good, right? This is good for us because less time on this person means that I have more time available for the next person who comes along and wants full service. That's the mindset. Time is limited. Your effort is limited. Your energy is limited, right? So if you are spend, if this person is spending less with you, as long as you are selling something that's taking significantly less of your time, that means, okay, cool. I'll make a little, I'll make some money here. And that means I have more time available for the next person who comes around and wants full, right? Um, because I'm not, I don't require, I don't need to spend as much time on this, right? And that's the way it works. So, you know, again, with, with partial, there needs to be a difference that A, that all that also allows you to spend less time and effort um, while still taking your client to the finish line, right? At the end of the day, you should still, they should be able to make it across the finish line, have an event, have what they need, just maybe not all the things that they want along the way from you. Um, but it should, it should still be an amazing uh, it should still be an amazing experience. I wouldn't even say not all the things they want. They should have all the things that they want as well because the type of person who wants partial is a very different person from the type of person who wants full. So they're getting what they want. It's just not maybe like the creme de la creme. It's not the first class service, right? They're cool with being in business class. A lot of people are cool with business class. If you're watching this, you're probably cool with business class, right? So they're cool with that um, and they're happy and you're putting in less effort. We all win right? That's the way you should, you should look at things um, with your partial. Another thing that's really important is under, having clear boundaries. Again, boundaries is coming up again, you know, because you have to be able to let people know in the cases that they are maybe stretching beyond what is included in your partial, you have to be able to let them know. And that only happens if you know, right? And if you are aware of your own boundaries, right? So that you can let people know in a kind and gentle way. But I will say even more important than boundaries sometimes is being is being a leader. You should be able to understand how your partial planning package is going to get people from A to B. And so you should be able to lead them down the path and let them know what's next, what's coming, which means that they're rarely even going to ask you for things that look like full full planning because you've already created a package that actually gets them to the end result, right? And that And you can show them how they're going to get there. So again, boundaries, strong boundaries, a lot of times is is rarely about you pushing back. It's more about you understanding the differences and being able to lead someone. The last one, coordination. You want to make sure that you are structuring your coordination packages accurately. A lot of people are not. A lot of times coordination is actually the hardest package for you to do. You're making the least and it's the hardest for you to do because it's like pulling teeth to get information on your clients on what's being done. They're not giving you all the information. It's like, and it's like, it's stressful and hectic, right? This is where process and structures come into place to make sure that you are, you're getting information on time and all that. It really comes down a lot to you and a, a, a combination of your, 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 your structures and also some of your boundaries, right? 
um, and, and just knowing like, hey, I need A, B, and C before we even start this service so that the clients are ser- know you're serious and they give you the information that you need, right? So you have to understand that. You also have to have clear boundaries, right? I think that a, a freebie I'll give you guys on this one is, you know, a lot of times you are selling coordination and many people buy coordination way in advance, right? Maybe someone may say, I just want to know I got it done and mark it off my to-do list to get a planner or a coordinator. So I'm going to book my coordinator eight months in advance, right? Or a year in advance. And then you reply to them and say, oh, thanks so much. I'm really excited about working with you over the next eight months. Please let me know if you have any questions during the planning process. They're going to do that. (laughs) They're going to let you know if they have any questions over those next eight months, even though you just sold them month of coordination or 60 day or whatever your package is. And guess whose problem, guess whose fault that is? Largely it's yours. Because you told them to let you know if they have any questions as they are planning and you'd be happy to help. Right? So even though you sell, you sold one thing, but you you kind of opened yourself up to something else, right? So you have to be really clear in your uh in, in your boundaries and in what you sold and in what you're communicating and what you're asking for, right? Um, and the last thing, like I said, if you really don't want it, you can just remove the package. I don't think. As you're as you're seeing now, structures, understanding what you're what you've sold and all that is something that you have to learn. Is you literally have to learn it in order to level up um, in a way that doesn't make you like resentful of clients getting more service than what they paid for and all that. You have to learn it regardless of whether you sell coordination or not. However, if you really are like, oh, I just don't want to do this, you can remove it. And I said I removed partial for for a while, for I think a couple of years from our service offerings until I could figure it out and then added it back, right? So if you want to do that, you can do that as well. It's still not going to absolve you from learning how to have boundaries um, and learning how to communicate what you need. But I think that it can be, it can alleviate some things just in the short term. All right. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope this has really gotten your wheels turning, right, about selling packages that you love. We have one more really brief break and then I'm going to be closing it out with the finale. If you've been enjoying this podcast, it is time for you to join the PWP squad. And you can do that today 100% free. Visit PWP Workshop, and that'll give you everything that you need to sign up for our vault of free trainings on marketing, sales, and systems designed to get you started on your journey to your first 100K in business. All right, guys, I'm super excited. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. I know I threw a lot at you, so I wanted to give you a really quick summary. All right. Number one, it is very possible to sell multiple packages that you love and that you love, to be honest, equally because they are um, the amount of effort that is required for them is different and it's kind of related to the amount of money that you're making. So, yeah, you're making a little less here, but you also have more time to yourself through that package. Um And so it's very possible. I want you to open your mind to understand it's possible to love all of your packages, right? And that's going to help you to love all your clients, right? And to develop better relationships with them, get stronger reviews and all that good stuff. These things all come full circle. Number two, having strong processes and understanding the differences of what's included in each package is crucial for growing your business for, um, for ha- you know, in order for you to even have good boundaries, you have to understand what's included in each one as well. It's also going to be crucial for making sure that you love them, right? For you to be able to clearly say, okay, yes, this makes sense for what I'm selling it for, right? Um, so that's really important. Having strong boundaries is something that you have to have as you're growing. And boundaries is not about yelling at people or snapping at people and letting people know that they've offended you. Boundaries is really being able to say, this is what's included and this is what you can have. Like I said, our boundaries module that we teach our clients it's a, it's literally called um 
you know, building client trust and how to how to have boundaries while rarely saying no. Rarely. You really rarely have to say no when you do it the right way, right? And so being able to say, hey, this is the process is we're going to guide you through and you're going to be happy in the end. And this is what you get, right? Just the same way that a business class, someone who flew an airline business class leaves the plane and generally is happy with their service. In the same way, someone who took first class leaves and is also happy with their service, even though it was two different service levels. This is the goal that you're trying to have, right? In your business with the different tiers that you offer. All right. So that's something that's very, very, very doable. Um, and the last thing is that, you know, knowledge is everything. If you if you're missing knowledge in certain areas or even uh, uh, missing knowledge and wisdom are two different things. Right. Knowledge is how to do something. Wisdom is what you should do in each scenario. This is there are resources to help you get there. We've already shared a bunch of them during our breaks. Right. Coaching is a great way to get that right. That ongoing support to help you with how to deal with different scenarios. That's what we do in our programs. Um, that's what we do in our programs. We we don't really actually sell a course. It's a program like we guide, we, 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 we help you right through all the challenges as you're growing. And that's, I mean, it may be the right, the right next step for you, right? So those are some things that you want to keep in mind. It is very possible. I want you to, I'm really hoping that this podcast has opened your mind to understanding that this is possible. You might need to listen to it again to be like, man, this is possible. I didn't realize, right? Um, and I'm hoping that this helps. All right. So make sure that, you know, if you're whatever platform you're watching this on, make sure that you rate the podcast. Make sure you leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube, if you're in, on any other platform, leave us a review. Let, let us know that you've enjoyed this. Let us know this has been helpful for you. Um, um, let the algorithms and all the people know that you've been enjoying uh, what we're putting out. And also let us know what you'd love to know. Moving forward, you can always DM us at Planners Who Profit on Instagram or Facebook. Let us know, hey, I'd love to see a podcast on this and that. And we'll definitely incorporate it in the coming weeks and make sure that we get that out for you. All right. So I hope that you've enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe, um, do all the good things to make sure you don't miss another podcast episode. And we'll see you in a future edition.